The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is Unbreakable with Jay Glaser, a mental health podcast helping you out of the gray and into the blue. Now, here's Jay Glaser. Top of the gang, welcome to Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glaser. I'm Jay Glaser. And before we get to today's guest, who you're all going to know today's guest. But if you're like many people, you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in this country experienced mental illness last year. Yet far too many fail to receive the support they need. Carillon Behavioral Health is doing something about it. They understand that behavioral health is a key part of whole health, delivering compassionate care that treats physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carillon Behavioral Health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action. This podcast you know, allows me to bring on a lot of friends, but a lot of the greatest of the greats. And this person here is certainly in that category of one of the greatest athletes of all times, one of the greatest Olympians of all times. But I like to have people on who are also one of the greatest people I've ever met of all time. With that, I'm going to bring in a good friend of mine who we respectfully call each other, each one's besties, the one and only Lindsey Vaughn. How are you, bestie? Hey, Jay. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Hey, I love the uh, product placement there. I don't, gee, are you a spokesman for somebody? I can't tell. I don't know if you could tell, but I mainly, I just got done skiing. So I've got helmet hair and, you know, I wanted to be presentable. So this was my solution. That's still a thing for you. Helmet hair. After all these years, you still worry about helmet hair? Well, yeah, it doesn't go away. Like when you ski, it just happens. It's a a natural side effect. Yeah. You're like, I'm fucking Lindsey Vaughn. I could have whatever kind of hair I want. Are you shitting me? (laughs) (laughs) By the way, as you could tell, it's my normal voice on this podcast. So you can... You know, I know. Talk very is, well, freely, there right? isn't any other voice other than your authentic Jay voice. So. <laughs> I appreciate that. Now, listen. All right. So, Lindsay and I, I want to go back here. We were together with my baby sister, Michael Strahan, when I was first starting to write this book. And you knew it was about depression, anxiety, and mental health, but you never said anything about yourself during that period. You were so laser focused on writing an amazing book, which you did. And I didn't want to distract you from, you know, your timeline because you were 
you're hammering that book out, but I, you know, you have your own story and I wanted it to be your story and I didn't want to, you know, distract you with my own issues. No, that's not distracting me at all. That's the whole thing. Like we have to have teammates in this and, and walk this walk together. So, you know, I, I do want to dive into that. I want to dive in a lot of stuff with you, but first, before we, we get into that, I see you have your medals up behind you and, and your trophies up behind you and, have you always hung them up or has that, that been a recent thing? Cause I know a lot of people kind of have <laughs> struggles kind of celebrating themselves. Uh, I wouldn't say, yeah, I definitely don't celebrate myself. I've actually always had them in storage. I've never, I had some of them up when I lived in Colorado, but I, I still didn't have enough room. And I always have had my Olympic medals in my sock drawer for some reason. Um, and then my friend actually made this really nice shadow box for my world championship medals. And then, he did just my gold medal from the Olympics and I, I have that in another location, but yeah, I, I just, I think after I retired, it was nice to reflect. And I actually look back at, you know, I've got like my 1994, you know, most improved from Buck Hill, Minnesota, like right next <laughs> to my Laureus award. And I think, you know, it's just nice to reflect and look back on what I've, you know, achieved. I never really did that when I was racing because you're always looking for the next goal, you know, the next achievement that you want to get to. And so you're never really present and, and thinking about, you know, wow, I actually, I did a good job. Right. So yeah, it's nice to, it's nice to see them all. I haven't seen them in a long time. So. It's great that you could celebrate yourself now. And it is like, I think it's, you know, like I, I try and tell our, our friends and people I talk to now, now that I'm so vocal about this, you got, you got to be your own hero. You got to view yourself as your own hero. Too many of us beat ourselves down and, you know, think that, oh man, if you're giving yourself credit, that's too cocky or, you know, it's, oh um, yeah, we're going to jinx, our, pretty... jinx ourselves, right? Well, and also that's, that's kind of like a social stigma as well. You know, I feel like a lot of people, I did one video when I, when I put them all up, I did one video and every, everyone said, oh, well, you know, way to toot your own horn and way to gloat. And I'm like, why can't I be proud of yeah. what I achieved? And it's not cocky to just say, I'm proud of myself. You know, I've been through a lot of, I've, I've had so many surgeries and my career has been, you know, full of ups and downs. And I, yeah, I'm proud of myself for what I achieved. And I do think it's frustrating when people think that, you know, I'm arrogant or, you know, too confident. And I, I don't know, I, it's not who I am. I'm actually a pretty shy person, but I don't think it's a bad thing to, you know, finally recognize what I've achieved in my life thus far. Right. It ain't bragging if it's true. That's what I tell people. Just, it ain't bragging if it's true. Right. <laughs> just say it. And that's, you know, and that is unfortunate that people look, hurt people hurt people. So everybody's hurt nowadays because of social media. So they're looking to attack anything any of us put up, which sucks. You know, that yeah. that lends into more of our, our mental health issues. Tell me, Absolutely. tell me when in your life you realize you were different, and as far as different as an athlete, different than the rest of us, what you are. Um, I was different all the way when I was a kid. You know, when I was seven years old, I was going to ski camps. You know, the first couple with my dad, and then I was just on my own, and everyone looked at me funny, and you know, I didn't really have a lot of friends. Um, I went to Europe by myself when I was nine. And I just, I didn't fit in. I, you know, I never did anything. I never went to any parties. I never, you know, I just always was on my own path. And again, I just didn't have any friends because of it. And I knew I always was different because I was always driven. And I always chose the path 
to success for my skiing career. And no one understood that. And even people that, you know, I grew up with and end up being racers, you know, they didn't make the same choices that I did. And, you know, I think it showed definitely in the end, but I've always kind of walked my own path in that way. Did you do that because you knew I have to do this to be different, stand out, or is it more, oh, because I am different, I could walk a different path than everybody? I chose my path because I really wanted to be a ski racer. You know, I met my idol when I was nine years old at an autograph signing in Minnesota, Peekaboo Street. And all I wanted to do from then on was be her. And, you know, whenever there was a decision to be made, do I go to sleep at eight o'clock or do I go hang with these kids and do God knows what? I always said, no, I'm going to go to bed. And oftentimes I would be in bed and, you know, my friends would come home at, you know, 11, 12, 1 a.m. And there's a race the next day and guess who won the race, you know? And so I always saw that whenever I made a sacrifice, it, I, it always paid off. And so that was the reason why I walked my own path, because I was just committed to what I was focused on doing. And even if I wasn't cool, I didn't really care. You know, I just this is what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be. And I didn't listen to anyone else. When were you happiest in your career? Um, I mean, I think I was happy every day I was on the mountain. I think when I was, you know, later in my career, after my injuries, I think every injury gave me a different perspective. And I think I appreciated it more and more as time went on. I never took it for granted because I've been injured so many times. And even if I wasn't injured, you know, I, I crashed and I would know, you know, okay, that could have been my last run of my life. You know what I mean? So I think ski racing makes you really aware of how quickly your career could be over. And so yeah, I just always, I've always had fun. And I think, again, maybe later in my career, I appreciated a little bit more and I, I was able to kind of reflect and, and, uh, you know, enjoy also not just the racing, but the experience of racing, you know, being in amazing parts of the world and, you know, trying to experience a little bit more culture, you know, those things also brought me joy, but, you know, I wouldn't let myself kind of see those things until I was a little bit older and achieved enough of what I had set out to do to be able to, you know, open my blinders a little bit more. Obviously, I come from a different world in, in the football world and the fight world. The fight world may not look like it, but our whole crew, total fear walking out of that cage. It's different. If you don't have fear, you're an absolute psychopath. Do you have fear up there in, in your sport when you're flying down that mountain? If you're like many people, you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in the United States experienced mental illness last year. Yet far too many people with mental health needs fail to receive the treatment and support necessary to elevate their quality of life. Carillon Behavioral Health is doing something about it. Born out of one of the largest healthcare organizations in the country, Carillon Behavioral Health believes that behavioral health is a key part of whole health. With 40-plus years of experience and 115,000 in-network providers, they understand the power of meaningful connection and compassionate care treating physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carillon Behavioral Health is there to not only help individuals in need, but caregivers, parents, and communities, so everyone comes out stronger on the other side. Carillon Behavioral Health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents 
a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. No, it's kind of the opposite. I think if you, if you have fear, you're not able to push yourself as far as you need to to win. You know, downhill is a unique sport. You know, you're, you're risking a lot. You know, obviously when you're fighting, you're risking a lot as well, but you have to be able to, you know, be so on the limit and not push yourself over, but you always have to be at that limit. And I think there's a lot of, especially women that don't agree with me on that topic, but I've never had fear. And that's one thing that I think differentiates me is that I love to go fast. You know, I love the thrill and, and that's one thing I really miss now in my life is that I don't have that. There's nothing that's pushing me to the edge of my limit, right. you know, with that risk and adrenaline and excitement. There's just nothing, nothing like it in the world. What victory are you most proud of? Um, a lot of them, I mean, especially after, you know, injuries. But I think what stands out to me is, is the Olympic gold medal because more because of how much that meant to my family. You know, my family, I'm the oldest of five kids and my family sacrificed a lot to get there. And I felt like that was kind of the culmination of all of our hard work that equaled, you know, something that I set out to do when I was nine years old, you know, and that that's why it was so meaningful to me and my family. Now I'm going to shift gears here with you because obviously this is a mental health podcast and I've been open that I have, you know, my mental health issues, they're clinical depression, anxiety, ADD, might as well. Throwing a little bipolar. I mean, shit, you could probably diagnose me as that by now, right? Um. <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it, Jay. Yeah, you probably like, he's tripolar. He's not bipolar. <laughs> what are your mental health issues and how do they feel for you? I have depression and I've had it since I was a teenager. I think, you know, being on the road and away from any type of support system was really hard on me and not having an outlet or anyone to talk to. You know, I got really good at managing it in a way that 
you know, I obviously didn't tell anyone about it. And as an athlete, depression, I think, is viewed as weakness. And uh, that's not the case at all. It's, you know, something that everyone deal, a lot of people deal with. And it's kind of like, I always feel like it's like an injury, you know, or a muscle strain, you know, it's something that you have to work on. And it's not like it goes away. You know, it's, you know, a lot of people when I, when I started talking about my depression in 2012, you know, the response was really interesting, because no one was really talking about it at that time. And, you know, everyone's like, Oh, how are you feeling today? Like, do you want do you want a Tylenol? Like, 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 are you taking your medication today? Is that gonna, you know, I'm like, it's not like I take a Tylenol every time I feel sad. You know, that's not, that's not how it works. And, you know, I think there's a lot more understanding around, you know, depression and just mental health uh, in general, which is amazing. But, you know, I definitely found ways to cope with it and, you know, to manage it and, you know, to keep it my problem and, and not, you know, share it with anyone else. That's really brave of you to come out then because, again, I, I was able to hear people like you and Terry Bradshaw talk about it before I really came out. I'm just trying to give it words so more of us could have the conversation. You know, you can lean into somebody and, all right, now I know how to talk to my son or daughter or husband or wife or even have a grandmother reach out saying for the first time in 80 years, like now the words to tell my husband and kids and grandkids what I've been going through. So that's really brave that you did it all the way back then. What, what propelled you to do it? What, what, what got you to say, you know what, I'm going to come, I'm going to come out with this. I mean, it was a time in my, in my life when I was kind of unpacking a lot of things and publicly tumultuous you know, with my relationship that ended. And I felt like it was something that I needed to get off my shoulders. You know, I felt like I was carrying this weight around and I was sick of it. You know, I was sick of feeling like I didn't have anyone. And, you know, I I know, knew a lot of people that were struggling with it as well. I mean, a really good friend of mine is the reason why I even went to a doctor because, you know, he was like, I think this would really help you. And so for me, it was what I needed personally. And I think that I, the hope was that it would help others, but the main reason was myself and just my own journey and how do I become a better person? And, and in turn, hopefully that will help other people in their journey as well. It's amazing. Again, you keep it inside. And I kept it inside for all these years, but like physically, right. We break our arm, you get a cast. Hey, everybody signs it. I know right? that's, <laughs> that's the funny thing is that like, I think you are a really shining example of, you know, how physically strong you can be and, you know, nothing phases you. You can get kicked in the face and you're like, all right, do it again, you know, <laughs> but, you know, mental health is something totally different and um, it needs just as much care as, you know, again, like physical therapy or, you know, rehab from an injury, you know, it's very, very similar, but no one approaches it that way. And I think, again, like just because you're physically strong or just because, you know, you're smiling, you know, on the outside or to your friends that mean on the inside, you're not dealing with something. Yeah. Listen, I, I thought, man, once I got to where I was in my career, it'd be all rainbows and unicorns. And and you find out, you know, you're always not antidepressant. You know, a lot of the other things are not antidepressants. You got to learn how to love yourself up from the inside out. I now, because I've gone this journey, now I have a lot of tools I could use when that beast is coming out of the box. And, and it probably comes out of the box more now than it had because I talk about it so much. It's so prevalent in my life. Uh, which is my choice, so I can be of service to people. But now I have things I do every morning when beast gets out of the box later, before I go to bed. What are some of the, the practices and tools you use to 
kind of, you know, keep your, keep the roommates in your head talking nicely to each other? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have to physically exert myself almost every day. You know, I need that outlet. I need to like recenter and refocus, just, you know, feel confident in myself and, you know, keep those thoughts away. Whenever I'm inactive, things creep in and, you know, it's just a really slippery slope. So that's one of the reasons why, you know, the gym is so important to me still after retirement. And one thing that always helped me keep it at bay when I was racing was that I was racing. You know, I had, I felt like honestly, ski racing was always my therapist. And, you know, when I was, when I was in the starting gate, it was always the most peaceful and clear headed and happy that I was the entire day. Is that the same, you know, new fight or like, what do you, what do you do to help? Yeah, no, I, so I need a team. So that's why I like, look, I'm going for another back cleanup. Jay. What? I got to get cleaned up. So, so many back Why are you, why are you, how are you shaming me for that? You, are you kidding me? No, I just, now I know where to send my Ben and Jerry's. Thank you. I'm just getting a little clean out again. And then, but Friday I went and wrestled this football player, Eric Wilson, trained him. And the other guys in the gym were like, what the fuck are you doing? But my main head coach over there, Jason Borby, he's like, no, you're, you're doing what you have to do. Like I, when I'm not around those guys and I, I'm not able to, you know, have that fight team, if you will, the, the roommates in my head do not talk nicely to each other. But what I've had to do as a result too is figure out other ways of having teams, you know, not just that. So now I, you know, when I'm having bad days, I call four people to tell them I'm struggling. Our friend, The Rock is one of them who literally stops everything when I'm like, oh, it's one of those days. Um, Stray ends one now, which I never did until came out with this book. So even though I wrote about it, we never talked vulnerable like this until one night. I was like, I, fuck, I can't go out tonight. And he was like, why? And I just told him for the first time. He was like, why have you never told me? Like, I could have been there for you as your best friend for 30 years. I'm like, I don't yeah. make up the rules of this shit. You know, with you, I felt shame. It is what it why, is. Like, yeah, right? yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but you also have seen our dynamic. We constantly get on each other. So it was like, yeah. right? Like there was like shame with him. But then his reaction was like, but I could have been there for 30 years. So now I know call like four people and tell them. And then I'll call four other people just to check up on them and not tell them what's happening with me. And that's my way of being of service. And that's my, my way of still having, you know, a team around me without having to go in a cage and have Randy Couture, you know, tear my head off. If you're like many people, you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in the United States experienced mental illness last year. Yet far too many people with mental health needs fail to receive the treatment and support necessary to elevate their quality of life. Carillon Behavioral Health is doing something about it. Born out of one of the largest healthcare organizations in the country, Carillon Behavioral Health believes that behavioral health is a key part of whole health. With 40-plus years of experience and 115,000 in-network providers, they understand the power of meaningful connection and compassionate care treating physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carillon Behavioral Health is there to not only help individuals in need, but caregivers, parents, and communities, so everyone comes out stronger on the other side. Carillon Behavioral Health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Yeah, that's solid. I'm still really bad at, at sharing and communicating and like I'll just kind of go silent and coop myself up, and and then you know people are like, "What is going on with That's you?" The worst thing then, we could do. I know it's so bad. You know, it's like I try to stay around people. I have right. a really great tendency of hibernating, and um, you know, it's it's nice in the mountains to do that. But then that again, that's a bad place for me to to be. So I do have people that notice it, and then I I also have my therapist, Dr. Mondo, that I always call if I need, I need him, but I still have a hard time sharing because I feel like, you know, I, I I like telling my story because I think that I hope that it helps other people share their story, but I still have a hard time communicating when I'm having a hard time. Well, since I understand you, why don't we change uh, some patterns here? Okay. All right. (laughs) Reach out to me and be like, Dusty, I'm fucking having one of those dark days. All right. I'll do it. Bestie. Cause that lifts me up also. That helps me, you know, I'm able to be there for you. And that's what we have to do. And that's what, like, I think we're in the majority, Linz. I don't think we're in the minority. Oh, we're for sure in the yeah. majority. And that's the funny part is that, right? you know, it's like, there's this huge stigma and, and, you know, everyone thinks that this bad thing, it's like, everyone is dealing with it, whether you want to admit it to yourself or not, especially after COVID. Right. And I think COVID was kind of an eye opener for a lot of people because I think they, were able to hide things maybe to themselves and to others, you know, that what they were struggling with, but it, you know, became very clear for pretty much everyone, you know, when COVID hit that, you know, there's things that need to be addressed. And I think that it made everyone more empathetic because we all have issues, you know, we, we all have struggles and it's a matter of supporting each other. That's the only way that we get through it. And I think the more we show people we're in the majority, the more people will be comfortable coming out and talking about it and leaning into each other. And, you know, I, I go and speak to these sports teams. I'm like, look, there's just not enough therapists out there for us yet. So you have to yeah. be each other's therapists and lean yeah. into each other. And that's where somebody like you and someone like myself can really help. 
I think, lead this this next generation. I'm hoping. Yeah, you absolutely. I, I also, when I'm, you know, like I t- said, I'm bad at communicating. I do journal a lot. And that's okay. kind of my way of like working through things. If I, if I don't have someone that I can talk to before I had Dr. Mondo, I was always journaling. I've been journaling since I was like 10, but I didn't really realize, you know, how helpful it was until, you know, later, but that's my process of like, what am I dealing with? You know, what can I do to make myself feel better? And even just the process of writing it down and acknowledging what I'm going through is helpful. I just started it. I learned it. Really? Uh, yeah. And I learned it. Well, the book yeah. is honestly, it's a way of, yes. of journaling as well, So to be honest. Okay. So the book comes out and this year, again, I, I have an anxiety attack and I, I talk about it in the book every time I've been on TV from 2005 to now, even like scripted stuff. So it became like, it just became habitual. And this year, first show, I didn't have one of Fox and Apple Sunday. And then the second show, I didn't have a third show. And I was like, what? And I was talking to um, Lane Johnson from the Eagles who had, he had his own issue and left the team. And he started talking about how journaling was helping him. And I was like, oh, wait, hold on a sec. I haven't had anxiety attack these first three weeks. Wait, maybe, yes, journaling for me. Maybe this has helped me. So I started as a result, exactly what you're saying. I started as a result of that. It was huge. And now- Good job, day, buddy. Thank you, bud. And now every day also I journal- I wake up in the morning and write down 10 things I'm grateful for that happened the previous day. Yeah. I had this, there's actually a journal that says like, it's kind of the three things I'm grateful for, you know, my three goals for the day. And I, I used to do that at night, but then, then it really got my brain going. And then I I had a hard, I have a really hard time sleeping. And so that did not help. So I, instead of like, if I do the gratefulness exercise, I'll do it in the morning. And then at night I'll do my regular journaling, which is helpful. Okay. I love that. Oh, that's, yeah. that's actually good. Cause I kind of lumped them together. I, I'm going to, I'm going to try that. I'm going to start doing that. Hey, a couple more things before I let you go. A, uh, why don't you talk about your foundation? So I have a foundation. I started in 2015 and we try to empower underserved girls through scholarships and programs. It's been one of the most rewarding things that I've done in my life. We've helped girls who, you know, struggled a lot with self-confidence that they do self-harm and, you know, we've brought them through these camps and, They've all seen a huge change, especially their parents and their self-confidence levels. And then we also obviously do scholarships, which, you know, since COVID has been kind of the majority of what we've been doing with 50% sports-based scholarships and 50% educational-based scholarships. So I'm just trying to, you know, empower the next generation and it has nothing to do with skiing. It just has to do with, you know, telling girls that they can be whatever they dream of becoming. This is not just for athletes, right? This is for all. No, no, it's for anyone. I mean, I have an aeronautical engineer (laughs) who got a scholarship, you know, so, and she is a boss, you know, she's like this 14 year old boss who wants to, you know, work for NASA. And I'm like, yes, I will help you. (laughs) I love that. Now here's the thing. I just moved here to Malibu. So my old house, I had these bookshelves up and Rise was right there behind my shoulder. But now Aww. you can see I just got a janky setup over here because I haven't put up bookshelves yet. Uh, <laughs> tell everybody about your book. Thanks. It's just really a, about, you know, sharing my experiences in life. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with skiing, but um, I mean, there is a lot of skiing in there, but no, I was like, mainly what are you talking about. Yes, it does. But the, <laughs> the moral of the, but the moral of all my stories are inspirational stories and right. how I've overcome things and, you know, what I've experienced and, and more on the emotional side than, you know, it's not about, you know, what I've won or how I got there. It's, you know, really about what I've overcome and how I got through it. And, 
you know, what I've experienced in my 20 year of professional skiing life. By the way, do you remember our first dinner? I said to you, all right, let's, let's go over our surgeries. How many surgeries you have? And cause I was like, Hey, you gotta be proud of your scars. How many surgeries you have? And you said, I don't know. I don't, I only count the big ones. So I don't, nine. No, no, no. You, I think you said like 14 or something. Okay. Well, yeah, but, but if I count all the times I've been cut open. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, but I, I don't, I don't I generally count that, but you should, because those are things you still overcame. I can't be, there's no major or minor where somebody does cuts in your body, your body changes forever. It's never going to be does, the same again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's not discount them. So Lindsay says 14 and I just was like, fuck, I wasn't expecting that. So I said 17. She said, what? And then Strahan immediately said, you haven't had fucking 17 surgeries. <laughs> just pulled that. I was like, holy crap, someone's got more surgeries than me. This is a first. I just didn't want to lose to Lindsay Bond there. Yeah, exactly. 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 But you got to be proud of your scars. And and that's, I think, a huge thing for everybody. Um, Do you look at your scars now as a badge of honor? Do you look at them? Are you able to, of things, man, I've overcome this, to have my dreams come true? I mean, I honestly don't notice them anymore because they're just a part of me. Okay. You know, that's my story. That's, you know, how that's I got to be where I am. Yeah. I mean, I think my, I always made very sure when I went to surgery, I said, listen, you guys better not F up these scars because they're <laughs> really? big and I don't, I don't want to look crazy. And, uh, and they did. They always did a really good job. They're like, you know, I spent an extra 30 minutes making this scar look good. I'm like, thank wow. you very much. I very wow. much appreciate it. But yeah, they just, that's a part of me. It's a part of my life. And, you know, there's no not enough Moderma in the world to make my scars look better, but you know that's I'm proud of it. I you know again I I'm stronger because of what I've been through. So makes you a beautiful gangster. You know, <laughs> and it's also I now try and tell teams and athletic trainers, hey, when you have a player who comes in, let's say it's an ACL, don't just ask them, hey, how you doing? Like they're not doing good. No, so, <laughs> right? <laughs> so don't just throw it away. Hey, really find out how they're doing. How you can help them as they're coming off this, you know, year long thing with when you're not able to do the thing that you love. I think especially in team sports, but generally whenever you're a professional athlete and you get injured, the phone stops ringing. People don't care anymore how you're doing because you're not winning at something. And I think that's the hardest thing to kind of overcome is that you're surrounded by this great team. And then the second you get injured, you're by yourself. You know, it's, is it your family? You know, do you have a PT? There might be, you know, a friend or two, but you know, the, the numbers aren't big. And so I think making sure and checking in on, on athletes that are injured is, is such a means so much, you know, it's such a big deal, but everyone overlooks it because they're like, ah, you know, they're, they're taking care of the injury. Like they'll be fine. They'll be back here in a year, but a year is a really long time when you're learning how to walk again and you're on crutches, like shit is no joke. So check in on your friends that are injured. It makes a big difference. A week is a big deal because you again you're you're right you get like the NFL you get hey you put to the side over here or fight game you're you're not there right it's no like, but team hey, sports you're right. yep put over here you go rehab and the rest of us go practice and that's lonely and I don't think anyone's ever taken care of or even started to think about hey maybe we got to take care of these athletes mental health while we're rehabbing them physically as well yeah, right hundred percent last question here for you this is what I ask all my guests your final question okay give me your unbreakable moment the thing that should have broken you and didn't. <laughs> and as a result, you came to the other side of that tunnel stronger for the rest of your life. I mean, Jay, that list is really long. 
Um, <laughs> there's been many unbreakable moments. I think probably my second when I, I blew out my knee in 2013 ACL MCL tibial plateau fracture and then 10 months later I did it again just no MCL and basically the entire world wrote me off and um it almost broke me it was close probably one of the hardest times of my life but I crawled my way out I learned how to walk again I learned how to didn't run running was out of the question but I won my second race back and that was basically two years of being out of competition. And that was probably one of my proudest moments. I cried like a little baby. And I guarantee you that no one else would have been able to do what I did. I love that. You're about to make me so. cry, but that's okay. I'm secure with my manhood. But you're, uh... <laughs> yes, you are, as you should be. <laughs> well, that is incredible. Just take me real quick before I do let you go. When you did win that, Take me behind your eyes, like behind your rib cage. How, how did that feel? Like for those of us who never experienced that. I mean, it's like I took, when I crossed the finish line and saw number one, I let out similar to what I did at the Olympics in 2010, just this like scream from my gut, you know, from so deep within me. And it just was like, let it all out. You know, it was, so much hard work, so much sweat, so many tears. And I just kind of like emotionally imploded and it felt so good. You know, it felt so good to let it out and, you know, to just acknowledge what I've been through and know that I'd come out on top despite it all. And, you know, my team was crying, like everyone was crying and it was one of the most amazing experiences. Second only to Olympics, but a lot harder to do than the Olympics, to be honest. Amazing. Listen, Lindsay, I appreciate your time. You're amazing in so many ways, but I'm most proud that you're my bestie. Thanks, bestie. I'm <laughs> proud that you're my you. bestie too. Thank you. And now you're going to start calling me, right? When you, yeah, when you go I through will. those dark days. Good. I will. Welcome this Absolutely. Walk Lindsay Bob, thank you for joining us here on the Unbreakable Mental Health Podcast. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? 
because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.